Nick and Ramon. Ramon and Nick. Gobbled podcast. New 52. Yeah, man, come on. What do you think I cast for? To push a fucking rab for? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You're a piece of shit. What? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> because every week I'm just like, all right, what is he going to say? <laughs> you know, you, you've started this thing where you're just going to throw something out there. And uh, I like that you immediately start after my non sequitur into it that's designed to sound like we were talking about something and you just started recording. Yeah. And then turned it into a behind the cast. Like, <laughs> like this how is the how. Sausage yeah, is yeah, yeah. 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 You're telling him about my sausage, Ramon. Uh, I'll stop. <laughs> Howdy, folks. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, I am. Uh, this is episode 21 of the Garble podcast. I am Ramon. And I am Nick. And, uh, and 21 of season two. Yeah. And as, as someone, one of our listeners pointed out, I said, why do you guys have two intros? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we do. Get over it. Because we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we're going to be talking a little about a topic that um, that just kind of like came to me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of working on uh, this topic uh, and I've done some research into it, some heavy research in it because uh, it's mm-hmm. school related. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a topic of ethics mm-hmm. and what that means for modern society, if and, you will. And um, it affects our society, so let's talk about it. It's great. Uh, but before we do that, news. <laughs> it was my turn to do it this yeah, time. Yeah, it was your turn. We still need a soundboard. Uh, <clears throat> So let's talk news. So if we start a Patreon, maybe we can get people to donate to the, the, the soundboard that we need. How's that? <laughs> we'll just be like, I'm sure there's a free app for this, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. You know what it is? It's because we, we forgot we're poor. And yeah. uh, um, we want to remind our listeners that we are poor. We need $5. <laughs> um, what's your news story? Ah, okay. Let's see. Uh, th- thinking about getting married? This is for the listeners, not for Fuck the people no. at the at the table. Um, thinking about getting married, consider Japan. Why? Why indeed? Uh, so, the Pokemon Company. I can never take you seriously. Go ahead. The Pokemon Company has uh, officially partnered with uh, with a uh, Japanese uh, wedding planning company, a huge one. Uh, to create Pokemon-themed weddings, complete with characters showing up, and a uh, Pikachu-themed uh, uh, cake topper and party favors, and you know just the whole theme of the wedding uh, and reception. And it's it's they have so much influence because of how large they are. You can even get a customized wedding certificate from the government that is. Uh, Pokemon uh, based. When you started this, I thought to myself, oh, my God, no one's going to. But now that I actually think about it. People will travel. Oh, my God. Well, it's not even just people who travel. But Mm -hmm. I know so many people here in the States that would go ape shit over that. And they would totally have a Pokemon wedding. Yeah. And if you go to Japan, Mm -hmm. uh, you can. And, you know, I wonder how much of it is actually going. How much how much international tourism slash weddings like destination weddings there will be because of someone's love for pokemon how many people do we know that met playing pokemon, pokemon go, go and and ingress before or, that yeah or just 
you know, met at some con yeah. because they're interested in uh, the same stuff. That's it, one of the things I love yeah. about cons. Yeah. And and any of these, you know, social experiments that bring people together, you know, their their relationship started off of it. So I think it's very interesting. At first blush, when I read it, I thought, okay, this is too far. But is it? No. No, it's not. No. Uh, you know, like I know people who have uh, – uh, well, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people who have had like Game of Thrones – uh, style weddings. Sure. I've seen people who've done like, but not officially licensed. Star Wars, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's not right. officially licensed. J.R.R. Martin could come at any time and just take your <laughs> just wedding. Seize shit. it. Claim uh, prima nocta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my news story. Prima, is it prima nocta or is it prima rex? I thought it was. Well, prima rex would be first king, not first knight. Prima nocta. Ah. Yeah. Latin. Very good, Nick. Thank you. I fell asleep in that class. <laughs> I, I learned through osmosis. Okay. All right. My news story uh, is the uh, ongoing drama that seems to be following the uh, president. Um, so on Thursday, President uh, Trump announced that uh, Secretary Sarah, uh, the press secretary, excuse me, Sarah Sanders is mm-hmm. leaving. Um, and that his advisor, Kellyanne Conway, uh, would also be stepping down because of the fact that she's had <laughs> way too many violations. Do you know the, the specific law that she... Um, yeah, don't be a D-bag. No, it was uh, influencing election results, right? Like, uh, it, 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 she's... So it's it's less of a law and more of a rule where she is in her position, mm-hmm. not supposed to go and try and sway a state election mm-hmm. um, at all. She can campaign for the president all she wants, but she can't talk down about candidates in these other races. And she's had more violations than any Constant. other uh, um, person in the president's cabinet. And mm-hmm. as a result of that, you know, they told her that she has to step down. Yep. Like, they, they basically said you have to fire her Yep. Uh, because of the it, it just looks bad and and, and you, you heard her defense no i did not she's like it's my i don't care what the rule is my right to free speech oh. supersedes your law or rule or whatever it is somebody needs to remind these people <laughs> that they work for the people yeah yeah that's I, that's not why they got into that business yeah exactly not at all uh, they 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 just believe that they are above the law the law starts after the White House, and that's not correct. No, no, and it, it kind of goes really well with uh, today's topic, which is ethics. And uh, let's get into it since we're talking about um, what, what is clearly an ethical violation of um, her position. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, that that whole so do you know the do you know who her husband is? Yes. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway's uh, husband is a huge Democratic supporter. Yep. And I want to know how that marriage works. Like, I want to know how they have not managed to mm-hmm. destroy one another. I, I, I loved for, for that. I mean, I'm sure that's a different kind of arrangement. But I, I look back to, uh, do you remember um, Old School, the movie? Yeah, yeah. A specific scene when they were debating and they brought in the one dude, the bald dude with the glasses that, mm-hmm. that used 
he he does a lot of commentary. He was a senator for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a mm, Republican, I believe. He was one or the other. I believe he was Republican. His wife, Democratic. They were both senators at the same time, and they would often get in debates on the floor, cutthroat debates on the floor. And they would get asked all the time, how are you guys even married? You disagree fundamentally on all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, that's just politics. That's just a conversation. That's just us talking. You know, we leave a lot of it at the door, but not all. And sometimes we get into it, and then that's it. We just have a, we just have our debate, and then we're done. Which is so interesting when yeah. you think about how many people. You know, uh, <clears throat> there was some statistic going on, floating around a couple of years ago when uh, Trump became president of how many people ended up losing friends over, yeah, yeah, uh, especially Facebook friends. Which, which that's different. Are those really friends. Eh, I don't know that guy you went to college with, and yeah, yeah, he followed you on Facebook. Anyway. He, yeah, but, but yeah, like I, I, I remember having a purge of you know. A bunch of people on Facebook. Not that I, was, I just I just purged Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I remember the, the conversation about how so many people were having to purge um, friendships. I'm doing the air quotes thing. This is radio, and I'm I'm going to say that I'm doing the air quotes thing. But how many people were purging friendships uh, due to you know the political climate? So it's interesting to me that those two yeah. it's, have it, managed it, to maintain a marriage. I want to say it's different face-to-face dealing with it you know especially when you realize that what they're saying right this second is not the length and breadth of the makeup of them as a person especially when you've gotten to know somebody Mm -hmm. you know and 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 understand their differences from you Mm -hmm. and and grow as a couple that is made up of two individuals that you know I, i it's i think that's different than facebook which is i liked this thing that you liked because we both like it but then the second i find something that we don't like and agree on i can move on because our relationship was as as thick or as thin as this one interest you know yeah that's a good point okay now i i, I just have you ever uh been with someone who had very detriment uh diet can't even make words right now diametrical diametrically opposed yes diametrically opposed to something that was fundamental to you yeah yeah same here so yeah. it, it, it's <laughs> i was called a bleeding heart liberal jesus okay <laughs> and that was an interesting conversation bleeding heart liberal because i wanted to god what was it oh i wanted to figure out how to um how to nationalize recycling and pump uh, money made from that into uh, eliminating like hunger, essentially, by develop by taking back like land from landfills and repurposing it for growing, like like re- rehabbing the land. And if that doesn't work, relocating housing to that land and then using the new land that wasn't a landfill mm-hmm. uh, as food. I hadn't flushed it all out, but I was just playing with the idea and just got called a bleeding heart liberal because <laughs> I'm trying to trying to eliminate hunger. How dare okay. I? <laughs> all right. Uh, so ethics, right? Let's ethics. Get this conversation. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to do hypotheticals or you just want to look at different? Let's, let's do, let's, let's play with it and see where it goes. Okay. Um, 
I, I do have a couple of points to, to bring up. I have a question, actually, Okay. Uh, before we start this thing. Okay. Um, so do you think that there is a difference between ethics and morals? Because that's kind of fundamental to some of the stuff mm. that we're talking about. Mm. Difference between ethics and morals. <laughs> so... Without having a definition of both in front of me. Okay, so if would it help you if I gave you a definition? You know what? Yeah. Okay, so ethics it comes from the Greek word ethos, uh, which applies to the idea that uh, um, your your ethics are developed by the society that you live in. Um, so ethics is really something that's more shaped by societal constraints and cultural constraints too, because that's important. Uh, because what's acceptable in one culture might not be acceptable in another. Um, and morals uh, comes from the idea that those are your personal set of ethics. Those are your beliefs that are shaped by your experiences and your upbringing. So your moral code is your individual take on ethics as they exist in your society. Right. And then ethics as a general term is uh, the societal perception right. of that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I was thinking... Or, or does there, or is there no difference? No, I was thinking... No, ethics are more of... I was thinking more in this term that ethics would be more of a rule, you know, that everybody's pretty much supposed to, you know, whether it's written down and, and there's punitive damages if you don't. It's just sort of what everybody kind of understands to be right. Mm -hmm. But then the degree of it is your own morality at that point. Okay. So interesting. Interesting. I, I'm glad you defined it that way. Right. So what was the question again? So is there a difference between ethics and morals? Well, yes. Okay. And I think we've defined them through the definitions. That, <laughs> that, that morality is the thing that guides you through the ethics of the day. Because those are malleable as well. Right. One of the arguments that I brought up when I was uh, talking about this was that... Um, your your morals, they can change over time, but for most people, they don't. Your morals... Really? Well, well hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. They don't change as much as ethics do over time. Right? So, like, if you're brought up with the idea of... And you can disagree with me because I'm, I'm still formulating this thing. Like, I, this, I mean, okay. this is still a project in development. Yeah. Um, so, your morals, for the most part, are what define you morally, right? I hate doing that because you're using the definition in the sentence. More. But, but your morals are you. And, yes. and so if you were raised with the idea that, you know, stealing is wrong. Right. Regardless of... Uh, if you're starving to death. Right. Right. Um, no, 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 no. That, that, oh. that, well, that's a moral dilemma. Right. Um, but ethics can change over time and i'll give you a perfect example I okay was thinking of like divorce rates you know especially when we we're talking about that that topic that we talked about last week we we're looking at um you know the whole thing with jfk and how you know how jfk leaving jackie um might have caused an uptick in uh divorce rates in the united states in the 60s right because of the high level example right, right. Mm -hmm. and um, you look at divorce rates now versus the 40s and the 50s in the United States, and there's a noticeable uptick in the rate of divorce. It's almost something like 51%. Okay. 
Um, there's, you know, argument back yeah, and forth yeah, yeah. about the, what it actually is. But it's divorce has been sitting pretty steady at like 51% okay. for a, a while now. Um, so if we're looking at divorce, right, let's let's keep it there for a second. Okay. So if we're looking at like divorce, so you're saying that's ethics or, or morals? That's ethics. Because, okay. Because it's societal. Because it's a societal. Okay. Right. So you have more people. So, I mean, think about it. Like when you were a kid, did you hear about? divorce as much as you do today no but to be fair mm-hmm. right and and actually i don't know if this plays into the ethics of the day mm-hmm. but uh religion was a, a much higher priority in People's americans lives, lives yeah. at that time than they are today and a lot of studies and a lot of people cite that it's you know, as people start walking away from organized religion, they that divorce rate is going up. I don't know if that's correct or not. Mm. Like, it, I, I I don't know that A necessarily equals B, but in that circumstance. But with us moving away, that could be an ethical shift. But I, I guess it gets played as a moral one. Well, be, be, I chose that because it was an example of something that is more moral because it's individual, but how its perception within ethics has changed and made it more acceptable for people to participate in, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so you, you it, it starts off as an individual moral dilemma. Do I stay with this person who I might not necessarily be happy with? Whereas there was a time in, in this uh, uh, country, and we're going to you know, center it in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, that the moral dilemma of divorce was one that was just not even discussed because people just stayed together. You didn't get divorced. Right. And if you did, it was a stigma. Right. Like a societal stigma. So right. that's Which sort of the consequence carry... of the ethics of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. I never thought of that as an ethical issue. Uh, well, I grew up Catholic, um, as I've pointed out a bunch of times mm-hmm. in the past. And, you know, in Catholicism, you only divorce. You only marry once. Right. right. Well, and, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of gone away. Yeah. But there was this whole stigma for a long Unless time. Unless the Pope, you know, blesses it and annuls right. the marriage. Um, but th- th- I, I think that's a perfect example of like a moral and ethical dilemma that's that's evolved over time mm-hmm. so the acceptance of divorce mm-hmm. has led to the ethics of the issue mm-hmm. has led to not only a change in in the ethics itself but in the moral perspective of the individual does that make sense in the way you laid it out yes okay. so i mean with the specific example mm-hmm. like and this is probably me not thinking it all the way through but like i see like it, 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 whether or not to get married, whether or not to get divorced, I never saw as an ethical thing because ethical ethics for me is uh, uh, doing things correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no matter if you're being judged or not. Like when you're when you're alone, if if you hadn't, if you were never going to get caught, like there's no possible way you were going to get caught doing something wrong. Would you still do the right thing? And that's well, that's morals. That's that's your, not your, ethics. Okay, interesting. That's your, that's okay, your individual morals at play there. Right. 
because within an ethical standpoint, remember that's the societal perspective right. on it. Okay. Now, okay. So uh, let's take uh, Mad Men. Okay. Right. Like, I never saw it all the way through to the end, but I knew the general basis of it. I don't think he ever left his wife, right? Uh, she, you're asking the wrong person. I never no, saw okay. Mad Men. As far as I'm, I know, cheated on her constantly. Mm-hmm. Never left because. That's his wife. That right. He's married. Like, yeah. Right? You wouldn't get a divorce. Why would you? You'd just cheat on her. So it's sticking within the ethics as laid out by society. But, and, morals, but working with your own morals. Like, right. this his is fine because were, I haven't left. I'm, I'm morally making that distinction. Let me point Interesting. Out, let me point out another example that I thought about. Okay. Um, um, that, was a good, that was a good warm-up. That, oh, was, that was good. Good, 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 good. That's what it's all about here, folks. <laughs> uh all right, let me give you another one. Um, so ethically, uh, mm. one one of the ones that I've, I've um, pointed to, um, and I've seen, and I've actually gotten to see this happen in my lifetime, which is interesting. Um, gay marriage. Ah, see, so now, hold, on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, sorry, so, I don't know what the sound was. Um, so, thirty, forty years ago, the idea of gay marriage was something that you know no one talked about because it was uh, taboo and the especially with it being pride month uh, it was pride last weekend um, the societal or ethical perspective has changed on that you know and um, you know I'm not talking about religious acceptance because that that's a completely different ball of wax if you will altogether but the societal perspective on gay marriage has completely changed in the last 20 or 30 years. And you have people who have um, made the point that, you know, people who are on the wrong side of this argument are going to be looked at the same way that we looked at uh, people who were on the wrong side of racial segregation. Right. It's yeah, so absolutely. Eth- ethically, the perspective on on gay marriage has changed in this country. Has it changed completely? No, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that it's more. Yeah, it's it's, it's accepted. Swinging and yeah, it's absolutely. Ex- it's it's more tolerated. It's more accepted. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that you are you know, I'm not exactly sure how many states are for um, civil union, but the fact that that's even something that's on the table that you know Pennsylvania did civil union. I think it was like five or six years ago. So. It's it's something that I've gotten to see shift. Now, me personally, I've never had skin in the game. You know, I've never given a fuck one way or the other. Uh, I think it's completely and absolutely wrong to tell somebody that they can't do something. And that's a moral position? That's or? my moral position. Okay. I, like, who you have sex with is no one's fucking business. But, well, it's more than that, dude. What do you mean? Marriage is more than sex. Well, no, no, no. It is, but, but 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 people tie it to that idea, and and that's why I think ethically um, the position has shifted, mm-hmm. um, and it became a big thing eight years, eight or nine years ago politically. But now it's kind of one of those things that's that's kind of well. Of course, this is mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Again, I'm not saying that the it's completely and absolutely accepted. That's not the argument that I'm making. No, I'm not just, at all. Well, I'm, we're talking about a few percentage points. You know what I mean? Like before it got picked up politically, it was picked up socially as as always. 
There has to be, you know, social movement before the government's even going to look at it. But talking about, you know, 40% of people that are at least, you know, what, agnostic, I guess would be the right word in, mm-hmm. in terms of that. Like, I don't care. It's not my business. You know, do it, don't do it. I'm, I have no opinion. To people who are totally for it might have swung from 40% of the population to, you know, 51% of the population. And that's all it takes to swing, you know, from being, you know, a minority of people thinking that it should be one way to a majority of people thinking it should be one way. That's that's all it takes. We're talking about, you know, five, ten points, you know, of the population. And, you know, a lot of that is, you know, younger people coming up and older people going bye bye going away yeah. <laughs> going to a farm upstate um <laughs> okay so you know those societal trends will pick up steam just through attrition as well so i i don't know the percentages off the top of my head but yeah that's so that's swinging and it's uh but you're saying so uh, sorry i'm still trying to grab it no no i got it you. it's so as the moral positions of people are changing because it's picking up steam and their morals, their moral compass is changing in their opinion of a subject. Yeah, that that would be the ethics of it. OK. All right. So societally. Yeah. If that's a word. Yeah. Uh, sure. The societal perspective on that. They're all made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use my own words. If not all <laughs> um, I should have been way more guttural with that. Or, no, or no. It, you know what? You're 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 suffering from a regional dialect there that, <laughs> that got in your way. It tripped you up. It's fine. But um, the 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 ethical standpoint on mm-hmm. on something like gay marriage yep. has shifted greatly in this country over the last twenty years. Okay. Does that make sense? It in, does. In that I, example, it does. I'm still trying to work with public opinion being ethics. You know, that's that's my We're awesome. Thank you. But yeah, I'm still struggling with that that concept. But that's All right, well let's let's get into some um moral and ethical dilemmas. All right. Okay. That, like it, would it help um I just wanted to kind of like tie it down. Well, let's that's th- fine. Let, let's let's see if we can talk about a subject in terms of morals and ethics without using the words, because I think I'll do better. Okay. All right. All right. So let's say that you're in a situation, and 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 mm-hmm. I kind of want to. We're going at it with like a broad stroke right now, but I do want to get into specifics because yeah. I think ethics in politics and ethics in you brought up uh, when I brought up the topic. You you talked about like how to be an ethical capitalist or how to yes. be an ethical company. In yeah. this day and age. Yeah. Um, Ethical capitalism is such a conundrum uh, with our current, right. you know, format that, yeah, it's... it's Ethical politics. Interesting. If, if such a fucking thing even exists. <laughs> it, it, it can and should, but yes. Um, but, okay, so let me give you some, like, uh, uh, dilemmas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're married, and your wife is... Um, Dying of a rare form of cancer. And um, you find out that there is a treatment that's being developed that would uh, potentially help, if not save her. Mm -hmm. And that that medication that's being developed is owned by this one company. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And because that company knows that it has that corner marketed, it's charging 20 times the amount that that medication is actually worth. Um, so you go to all your friends and you borrow money and you mortgage your house and all that stuff because, it's, of course, it's your wife and you know no one wants their wife to die or their, their partner to die. Um, and you go to the head of that company and you say, hey, I've managed to get together half of the money required to purchase this medication, uh, but I, 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 can't, I just can't get the other half. And he gives you home something about, like, research and how he has to make a profit and all this stuff, and he tells you to go fuck off. So the dilemma, do you, A, uh, just accept it and allow your spouse or partner to die? Do you steal the medication, knowing full well that there's going to be the possibility of uh, prison time? Or do you steal the medication and completely expect not to serve prison time because of whatever, you know, circumstance? So you think you can beat it in court? Yeah. Is the, is the third yeah, option? Because you, you have a, 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 because in that scenario, what jury wouldn't right, right. side with you? Okay. Well, that one's off the table. <laughs> Immediately. Um, so steal the medication or accept that, that, that this is inevitable now because you just can't come up with a coin. Not in this day and age. So uh, I would keep fighting. You know what I mean? If, if that, if that guy's like, no, this is the price. And by the way, I fully understand that, yes, they do have to make a profit, especially if they're publicly traded. Yes, they do have to recoup their, uh, their R&D costs. I get that. Um, Research and development. Really? People don't know what R&D is? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, a, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not here to assume the educational level of our listeners. That was really pompous. Of me, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow! No, 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 no. It's just I, I, when I hear people, it, that's just my own personal pet peeve. I just like I, I hate when I walk into some place and people are using this lingo like everybody understands what it is. Sorry, I, 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 I legitimately thought everyone knew what that was. All right, so their research and development costs have to be recouped. Fine. So, uh, here's the part where I uh, then during that negotiation point out that they can write off the rest of it. You know what I mean? Like for tax purposes and donating. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not even just donating. It's oh, but if I unless give it to I, you, then it, I have to give it to everybody else. Right. 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 No. And and let's say just that door is shut. Right. Right. Going to the company. Fine. There are so many other avenues that you can try. I, I mean, we just made a gag about uh, um, Patreon, but you could put that story online on a GoFundMe or something like that, and and start picking up the rest of the money. You can, you know, social media. Yeah, you can finance. But, uh, in a but lot of you cases, about, you can. You've heard yeah. about cases where people have done that, and mm-hmm. then it turns out to be. I mean, wasn't there a court case not too long ago uh, where uh, somebody did something just like that, where they were helping out a homeless person? But that was a fraud. That's but it different. turned out to be a fraud, right? In this hypothetical, this is legit happening, right? Right. This isn't me going. I know how I'm going to make a buck off of my dying wife. You know, this is. Which is immoral, <laughs> and that's a amoral, 
And uh, but you you know yes you keep fighting mm-hmm. obviously you know you, you, it's not your fault that the corporate situation where you're trying to get this medicine is coming from. You're also not going to steal it. That's not going to one how. You know, <laughs> like well, let's say you're presented with the opportunity. Okay. Do you steal it? No. Is it a is it a, a moral dilemma? Or is it excuse me. Is it is it a Oh, my phone's talking to me. Uh stop listening to me. Um <laughs> Is it a dilemma? Or or can we pretty much accept that most people would be willing to um steal that medication in order to save a loved one. I mean, does it have to be your spouse? What is it? One kid. dose? It your... Like what? I don't. I guess I. I guess I don't fully understand the. Well, that's why it's a hypothetical. Yeah. So if if you had a company that had a dose of something that would just solve whatever this ailment is, you know, like. Sorry, I have too many problems with the scenario to to get to the root of it. Um, yeah, no. I so personally, I, uh, I don't steal the medication. I keep fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my mind, there's no question about stealing it and dealing with the consequences later, because um, to me, it's not so much a dilemma as much as it is. Um, I'm going to do whatever is in within my power to save a loved one. Um, if that makes sense, it does, and that's and that's maybe, and that's more of the moral mm-hmm. thing. I mean, there's a path to get that you can get through mm-hmm. to get it done the right way, right? And yeah, you're going to do whatever you 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 have to do. Realize that you can do more in the fundraising efforts, right? Than you were doing, but then now you're talking about something that, like, okay, and it's one of the reasons I think that the dilemma is built around the idea of cancer is time. Yeah, and depending on what stage of cancer that yeah. is, you right. might not have that time. It, that might sure. not be an option. Sure. Uh, okay, but play it out. Okay, play it out. You know, you steal the medicine. You're fully okay with the consequences. You get that dose to her. Which, by the way, you didn't say was a guarantee. You said it was a strong possibility. Right. Well, if it doesn't work, now you're in jail and she's dead anyway. Or if it's successful, you know what the cancer survival rate is? Uh, no, I know that you know this. Yeah, you're going to make it five years. If you made it five years, you're a cancer survivor. If you die in year six, you're still a cancer survivor. So that's it. You know, like, cancer is limiting your lifetime. So, yeah, you're going to get them a few more years. Okay. Right? I I think you can do more without having to cross the line of stealing to be successful to get them those couple of years. Okay. Well, why don't we take the, the Jean Valjean uh, uh, um, moral dilemma of okay. uh, stealing to feed your family. Yes. And we know that stealing is a wrong. Yes. You shouldn't steal. Right. But if you're stealing to feed your family, is it wrong? Yeah. It's stealing. So which is, but but which is. Are you willing to accept the Ah, consequences? But which is the greater wrong? Um, The fact that there's starvation to begin with? Or 
Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that's obviously the greater. Well, the, <laughs> I, I, I think, and one of the reasons I like that one is because that's also an ethical dilemma in that why are they in a position where they're starving to begin with? Why is anyone? Right? Like I've, I've said before, uh, the government has like three jobs, <laughs> right? And they're, they're all around safety of your people. And yes, providing protection is one, but keeping them clothed and keeping them fed is the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can get into the subsects of that, educating your people so that they can f- food and clothe themselves, feed and cl- clothe themselves. Yeah, but, but do you know how many times I've been in conversations with people where it's like I make entirely too much money to get welfare? And, and like, I, I, I was just talking to somebody about this on Thursday, and they said that to me. And I'm just like, that. that's one of those, when you and me first started off this show, there was a topic that you and me discussed. I think it was the second topic, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, basic uh, income. Yes. Guaranteed universal income. Yes, universal basic income. And, you know, we went back and forth on that one. Yeah. And just the idea that I could talk to somebody who is in genuine need mm-hmm. but makes too much money to get help. Right. Yeah. No, it's a it's a huge issue. It's, it's a, a huge moral and ethical mm-hmm. right. problem. And that and that comes down to where do you draw the line? Right? Who can you save? You know, we'd love to say everybody, but sometimes the qu- the dilemma comes up: Who do you save? How many do you save? Or does everybody collapse? Mm. You know, what is an acceptable loss? You know, what, what? I remember in my civics class um, when I was in high school. I remember mm-hmm. my my high school teacher saying something to the effect of, uh, uh, "It's better to release ten guilty men." Than it is to send an innocent man to jail. And how do you quantify that? Right. How do you quantify that? Right. No. And 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 that is it is it which which ten people? Because yeah, people on minor drug charges, sure. You know, murderers. No. Like right. if if all of them are murderers, like like celebrated murderers, <laughs> you know, like natural born killers, murderers, right? If you go, uh, you know, I got 10 people here. One of them is definitely innocent, but they've all been, you know, sentenced to life or, or death. Um, the moral thing to do there is to let these people go. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Because you've saved one innocent person. And let's say they're repeat offenders, right? Like serial killers. Mm. They each kill at least one more. Right? Now you've freed one person and killed nine others that are presumably innocent. That's that's silly. Is there such a thing as innocence? <laughs> we're like, getting into this whole ethical thing. Now ethical we're going. Moral. Now we're going. Uh, well, we're all guilty of the original sin. Uh, <laughs> I want my rib back. <laughs> <laughs> I want I just, my rib back. I just love that the the act of being born is the you're you're never gonna be you're never gonna have a perfect record <laughs> unless it's a cesarean. I guess I don't know. I'll, I'll borrow from one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. Like we Dornish do not punish children for the sins of the father. Right. Oberon Martell. 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> is there such a thing as innocence, like true true innocence or actual innocence? Or are, is that it's just a, a it's, legal term? It's a case by case. So, like, somebody who's innocent of, you know, they didn't beat that guy up. Uh, oh, God, what was that show? Uh, I forget which court drama show it was, but the guy's defense, right, was that he was uh, he couldn't have killed that guy. He was off killing somebody else in a different part of town. That was his defense. <laughs> but they had, no, they had no evidence of a murder happening in the other part of town, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they couldn't charge him because it wasn't a thing. Right. So his defense was that. And it's like, yeah, he's guilty, but not of this crime. So you can't find him guilty of that crime. Uh, okay. You and, can't. And it's one of those things... That, you know, like, okay, Al Capone. Mm-hmm. They knew he was doing shit. Right. Right. But they got him on tax evasion. But they got him on tax evasion and sentenced him to, like, the maximum that was allowed by law. And I think they, they scooted the law up just so they could give him more years because <laughs> it was the only thing they could catch him on. Right. Right? It, should he have gone to jail for his crimes? Sure. Should he have probably been charged for those crimes? Yeah. You know? So look at that one. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you one. Okay. Do you put somebody away on a stupid charge for the rest of their lives because you know they're doing something else, but you can't prove it for whatever reason? Well, that's like... Whether the, it's a corrupt system or not. In a perfect system. But there's no such thing as a perfect system. Uh, no, there isn't. So there's only the ethics and the morals of the people running it. And, and so do you... Given the opportunity to put somebody away that you really strongly suspect to the point of saying, I know that, despite not having evidence, right? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, some of the worst atrocities in the history of person kind were predicated on the fact that I have a belief Mm -hmm. that I cannot prove, and yet I believe implicitly. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to make these decisions based on that factless belief. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe you are guilty of one thing. I can only prove this other minor thing, but we're going to use that to put you away forever. Is that the right way to do it? Probably not. Do you do it anyway? We've done it anyway. We've done it. Do you? Do I? How do your morals come into play in this ethical conversation? Oh, you're a piece of shit. Um, what? <laughs> um, morally, so give me an. Uh, uh, what, what's the actual crime? Like, give me the you know, like more detail. Uh, murder, racketeering, uh, intimidation, like terroristic threats. Yeah, but you only got me on tax evasion. Oh no, you send them away forever. Uh, yeah. Because that person being removed from society is better for society. But then that gets into the whole okay. question. Yeah. Of that but, get, but see, then then that gets into the whole question of like prison and and its purpose. Because its purpose is to deter people from committing crimes in the first place, right? It, no. That, 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 no. Well, well, that was, or to punish people, or to reform. 
Like, so what is the 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 purpose of putting this person away? Is it to reform them? Is it to separate? Not if them you're from, putting not if you're putting them away for is life. It to separate them from society, so yes. they'll never harm someone again. Or is it this idea of redemption? Like, can you mm. redeem someone who is unredeemed? This is why. Oh God! All right. So, well, let me let me let me play out this one thing again. Okay, go ahead. Why not just drone strike them? You want them removed from society in the fastest way possible? Is to cut their throat. Well, yeah. So, okay. so why not do that? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I cut their throat. Me personally, because they're they're. So you you can't prove. Something <laughs> you believe it though, so you sneak in and this slash why, your throat in the night. This is this is why this topic is so interesting to me. Super interesting. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about you today. <laughs> uh, I I I I think sometimes that it's better to remove someone mm-hmm. who is detrimental to society. Detrimental was to what you society, said. Yeah. Okay. So. How do you make that decision? Do you actually have evidence? Or no. is it just suspicion? You have no evidence. You have maybe circumstantial. But it's not evidence that you could use in a court of law. No. And see, that that, that whole idea of a court of law is also... Okay, whatever happens in, in the court proceedings, right, is all legal you know, trickery and back and forth, and it depends on the... You know how good the lawyers on both sides are, right? And and assuming that the judge isn't corrupt and all of that, right? Do you have enough to even start that process? The answer is no, you don't. You can't even get in the door, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you could hear from Jimmy down the street that so and so is doing this, right? And you could take his word for it and go handle it, right? But Jimmy doesn't can't even get you into court okay and and ah so how so so here's the moral question for you okay how do you decide to dispense justice based on hearsay because what if jimmy just doesn't like this dude yeah because jimmy's the one doing all of it i was also thinking of like the salem witch trials yeah absolutely whole scenario absolutely witch hunts how do you where where when what is your threshold for now I must exact justice for the good of society, which in your scenario is just you uh, sneaking in in the middle of the night and and helping that guy peacefully into the afterlife. Well, the the the, the Sharma would believe that. Uh, I'm getting philosophical here. Go for but, it. This is know, a philosophical you're, you're, conversation. You're, this is exactly when you should. <laughs> So if you buy into the whole idea of reincarnation, you know, mm-hmm. you cut that guy's throat and you tell him to have a better life in the next one. It did, That's not, not my question. <laughs> Stop ducking the question. What is your threshold? I Where do you draw it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's why it's so difficult for me because I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this um and, and and it is a dilemma and there there are people that kind of wrestle with this um and there are some people that would you know uh the whole idea of the death penalty penalty yeah is something that morally 
is against their nature. Yeah, is against their nature. Where <sighs> I'm trying to get you into like saying no, I, I, a I, position. Because I'm trying to, I'm see. You know what it is, and this is why I would suck at something like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Let's I talk want, about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I I want more information. You don't have it. So do like you, back back in my back in, you know. So Al Capone, right? The only thing you know he did was he lied on his taxes. You know, you know what they equated that to? What? We know you're getting more money from illegal activity that we can't prove and you didn't claim it on your taxes. <laughs> okay. Right? And they were able to figure out he was cooking his books because there was evidence of that. Yeah, but see, in, in something like Al Capone, it's obvious, you know, like, the mm-hmm. man is obviously doing something that's wrong and it's hurting people. Prove it. Or did they prove it to to your level of satisfaction where you're like, yep, this guy needs to go. Yeah, I in that case, yes, they did prove it to a level of my satisfaction. Okay. Oh, you sound like you're versed in the case. What what was the evidence that was not submitted to prove his racketeering and is You don't know it. No, I don't. You have a belief mm-hmm. that he was guilty of several things that justified him being locked up forever or worse. Yeah. Dangerous, man. I know. And Super the, the, dangerous. Uh, and that's why I'm not in charge of the group at the apocalypse. <laughs> um, because I would just start cutting throats. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not apologizing for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it, well, it's an interesting. It doesn't sound like it's a dilemma for you. It just sounds like an interesting moral point. I, I. I look at everything. My, like, see, okay, so I, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I, okay, I've always felt like my moral compass is more skewed than most people's. Skewed? Oh, yeah. How can it be skewed? Um, like, seriously, like, how can a moral compass be skewed? Because what you're admitting is that it's, or implying, mm-hmm. is that maybe it's wrong. Hmm. Right? Okay, I see what you're saying. It, a moral compass can't be right or wrong. It's just is. I've seen enough actual suffering in the world mm-hmm. to oh, I would be okay with eliminating that suffering. If that makes sense. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you know why, right? Why doesn't it make sense? How are you eliminating it? Killing. Yeah. What does that do? That causes suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're the problem. Okay. Uh, I apologize, folks. I, I uh, paused uh, real quick. Um, we, we started looking up some uh, dilemmas. Yes. And came across an interesting one. All right. Do you preface want to present? it. Oh, you want me to preface Go it? Go for it. Okay. So you're... Because you're, um... I have a problem with this one. <laughs> I, I like this. I think this is the most uh, opposed that we've been on something in a while. Yeah. Uh, no, I, li- I like the debate, so it's good. Uh, so the idea is that you're, you're, someone you love is dying of cancer, and you're presented with a box, mm-hmm. and in the box is a button. Ooh. Pushing the button. Yeah, there was a whole movie about this. Was there? Uh, yeah, there was. It was oh, The box. Prestige. <laughs> 
It was the box. And before that, it was a uh, – uh, actually, the Ghouls Next Door did an episode about this. But anyway, um, and I'm, I'm – li- you know what's hysterical is I was listening to that episode the entire time in the car, like, yelling at the radio, <laughs> like, no, nah, this is what you do. Um, so the dilemma is – I can't imagine that from you. I really can't. You really can't? Really? Because it's very and that- e- and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> All right. So you're, someone that you love is dying of, of some disease or some illness, whatever. And it has to be an illness for this to be a good debate. And uh, you're presented with a magical box. And in the box is a button. Pushing that button eases the suffering of your loved one, but will inevitably cause suffering for someone else somewhere in the world. Do you push the button? No. No. Why? So the the only way I can quantify it is this. She, the loved one is dying of cancer, right? Okay. Terminal cancer, that's, that's how it was laid out. Sure. Okay. So that is a natural course of action. You know, whether you want to sue the cigarette manufacturers or whatever you want to do in that, she is now terminal of cancer. The other person will suffer and die when they wouldn't have unless I hit the button. That's the preface. Okay, but what if the but- hitting the button causes a lightning strike? That's natural. And that's, you know, someone As a result it. of me pushing the button? Yeah, sure. Then no, it's not. I pushed a magic button. Hell, I would argue if you live in North Philly, a gunshot might be natural. Yes, but I didn't push the button that... that Led to the gunshot? Led to the gunshot. Led to the person being shot. Right? I, I didn't push a button. So and it's, it's essentially the dilemma is that to ease your own suffering, you're going to cause suffering for someone else. Right. Are you willing to cause suffering to an unnamed stranger? An unnamed stranger, which is what makes to it save a lo- Right, to save a loved one. And I think the rest of that scenario goes, you'll never know about it. Just know that it's going to happen. Right. Right. Which is, I can see a lot of people jumping at. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much suffering that goes on in the world that is unjust, that is unnatural, that is mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, and right. we're sitting here recording this whole thing on really expensive electronics um, that were mined in, you know, uh, conflict minerals and whatnot. There's all types of moral position. You know, because I took that position. You're right. We should just stop doing this. <laughs> no, but I took that position. I had. I, I was arguing with someone one time, and they were trying to present this whole moral, like, "Oh my God, how do you do this?" And I was like, "You're sitting here talking about wearing clothes. You're, ta- you're sitting here talking about the suffering of one person." While you're tweeting on your, you know, $800 iPhone that yeah. was collected through, you know, that has conflict minerals in it mm-hmm. that had, you know, that was put together by some poor kid in a Chinese factory getting paid 10 cents a phone. Right across the street from the the sweatshop that was making all your clothing. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. And then you get in your car and you, you drive. You could, and You could sit there and play that yeah. whole moral game all day. We're all guilty of it. It's to yeah. what degree. Sure. Um. Yes, but if somebody if somebody said, "Hey, push this button and condemn a child to labor to make your next iPhone," iPhone right? Right. And there are people that are listening. I at one time I was talking, and it, it, I want to preface this because 
I actually had this conversation. We're, I'm not we're making, off the deep end on this one. Man. I don't think you could preface. You could press this all day. I don't no, think no, it's no, going to no, make no, a difference. Because I've, I've heard comedians tell this joke. It's like, oh, I was telling this uh, this girl I was dating, uh, um, uh, you know, the diamonds are horrible and that, uh, you know. Uh, uh, um, yeah, blood diamonds. Blood and diamonds all that, yeah. and all that stuff and people getting arms chopped off. And I remember actually saying I actually had this conversation with someone. And uh, I, I never, you know, after her response, the date was pretty much over, and I never saw her again. But um, I, you know, I, I was telling her how diamonds, you know, really shouldn't be something that's pursued um, as a jewelry and whatnot. And she was like, and I was telling her about, you know, the whole the kids mm-hmm. get their hands chopped off. Mm-hmm. You know what she said to me? Both hands. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. You're done <laughs> with with that comment. You're done. That offended you. But I was young. in your in your previous uh, example, she's a witch burner. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Well, and that's why the whole uh, ethics is 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 fluid, uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely, really, extremely. Because I, I, I think well, ethic. A lot of the it, core ethic. See, you could throw a whole bunch of different scenarios out there, but the core ethic, right, that isn't muddied. I don't think. I don't think that changes societally. Because well, I, I think a lot of uh, okay. So I think human beings, mm-hmm. by nature, we spend a lot of time trying to argue ourselves as not being animals when we everything that we do is influenced by the fact that we are indeed animals just because you have an iphone and you can send out an email doesn't make you any different from a wolf you know and the wolf doesn't sit there and and cry is that your spirit animal is that how you self-identify now no 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 my if if, if your my, wolf can <laughs> if if i had a spirit animal it'd probably be like a mandrel or something but uh uh <laughs> the 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 wolf doesn't sit there and shed tears for the deer that it just tore apart. You don't know because, that because because at the end of the day, the wolf needs to eat. And 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 this one poor emaciated vegan wolf that's listening right now <laughs> is really upset. It's like I did cry. Oh my god! Have you looked? At <laughs> have you looked at the hashtag uh, vegan cat? <laughs> <laughs> that that is morally corrupt. <laughs> I Joe Rogan started that. He ended up taking over that whole hashtag. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, there there are people that were for a long time uh, under the belief that they could get their cats to be vegans. Yeah, and, you know these cats are living to five or six years of age. Yeah. Your 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 dead cat will be a vegan. <laughs> okay, so silly. Back so, to back to so, back to this. <laughs> We we needed we needed a a mental break. All right. So do you? So I already answered. Do do I press the box? Uh, I do not. And you press the heck out of it, don't you? Because I'm selfish, and I'm willing to admit that. And as long as I don't have to witness the suffering, I'm willing to ease my own suffering and the suffering of someone I love. Would it change if you find out that the button is not hinged to time? And the person is a young Barack Obama. <laughs> and then I could justify that by saying, you know, the person that I'm uh, uh, could be Hitler for all I know. 
No, no, they tell you. <laughs> like if you hand me the file <laughs> of the person. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. If they if if, if you if they go, you you don't know this person. You're never going to meet them. But here's kind of what they would do in the future. And, and we've talked about this in the past, where we we. Like, we do these things to dehumanize people mm-hmm. and justify our behavior and our actions. Right. Because we don't, because we have opposing views or because we have mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm willing to admit that, yeah, I would push that button, but that's because I would want to ease the person, the life of the person that I know. And that is your moral decision mm-hmm. what do you think the ethical societal oh, level everybody, of it oh listen I, I think people would say that they wouldn't but i think they're lying to them so if everybody got a button what's the percentage of people that push it just gut reaction i think it's high especially if it's something that's private because you yeah, know, yeah yeah oh one yeah the, alone the, in a room has to be one a control of, one, yeah. of the, one of the things about ethics is what you can get away with in public and private. Right. And that's how I've always understood ethics is what do you do when nobody's watching? Yeah. Are you ethical or not? If 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 there are no consequences to your action, but you still choose to do the quote unquote right thing. But this is an interesting one because we don't even know what the right thing is in that circumstance. No. And is I mean, there a right I do, thing? But there's the, oh, there's also the classical uh um have you have you Yeah, hit me with another one. That was train, the train scenario. Do you know the train scenario? Uh, well, there was it was a party a long time ago. <laughs> that, stop, wait, no, stop, what are you? What are you? Stop, what are you? Stop, stop! I'm gonna help you before you start <laughs> getting angry letters. What I was saying is, I couldn't sit for a week. Okay, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> there, so, did I fix it? I fixed it. No, you didn't. <laughs> so, so the train dilemma is that you have a, t- a train bearing down train tracks now on. What uh, and there's a split in the train tracks. Okay, you got to throw a switch one direction. You or the have other. to throw a switch one direction. Got it. On the one track, there's one person tied up mm-hmm. on the train tracks, and they're clearly going to get run over by the train. Mm-hmm. On the other track, there are five people. Mm-hmm. Okay, tied up on the train tracks. Okay. Okay. You control the switch. Right. Which path the train takes is completely up to you. How many people on the train? doesn't matter so i could say none i well you have to the, the idea is that you have to control the path of the train right and i so can control it to the center and uh, it'll derail no oh, no. And, oh no? And kill everybody no have you ever seen what a, a train derailing does it doesn't stop on its on, on the uh, oh i assume they're way further down the line you didn't define this one very well <laughs> <laughs> my D logic is kicking in right now by the way do i have to roll for this one Ooh, charisma check. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna persuade the train. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to keep going, do you, train? Uh, so you have to pick a track mm-hmm. that the train goes down. Um, I open up my bag of holding. <laughs> so do you kill the one person or do you uh, kill the five people? Uh, there's no explanation on who's what or where. No. Yeah, I kill the one person. You kill the one person, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's a classical example of a moral dilemma. Done. Is it a dilemma? Well, because the idea is it's better mm-hmm. to it's better to hurt one person than it is to hurt a group. Now, what if when, I told when you, it is going to happen? And that's what I was talking about before: is you know, sort of acceptable losses when you can't save everyone. 
Where collateral you, damage. Where do you? Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Like you know, I'm not going to be able to save everyone. Okay. Where I will do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the thought of the one person will haunt me forever, even though I save five other lives. Right. Right. But. You still save. You still. Uh, you still, you still save, save the five, five people. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I told you that those five people were all convicts, mm-hmm. and they were all on death row for heinous crimes? Mm-hmm. Does that change anything? It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't. But does it? It could. So ethics is fluid. Ethics no, so and morals can be fluid. Yeah, see, as you add... Okay, the, the nice part of looking at these hypotheticals mm-hmm. is, you know, if you're, if you're given an A-B with no pretense, the, this, it should be fairly clear, right? You know, the one-to-one analogy, save this person by hurting this person. Right, one to one. But when you pepper in that the one person that you're saving is a loved one, that changes it. Things get more complex, and a lot of situations get very, very complex. And that's what um, I think make well. That's what makes it a moral and ethical dilemma. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a great. Not the best of movies, but there's a great line in mm-hmm. The Hollow Man with uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, where he's the invisible man. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, it's amazing what you're willing to live with yourself when you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. The things that you can do. When when there are no consequences is what it is. Yeah. You start to believe your own invincibility, I guess, or, or untouchability. And you start to live outside of society. Now it becomes your own moral code and not the ethical code look of at, society that dictates your actions. Look at uh, okay. So let's look at the television is really popular in the last ten years. What two shows have dominated uh, um, TV records? You know, let, uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and The Simpsons. No, um, Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. uh, I thought you were going to go top. Because NCIS, I think, beats both of them. But <laughs> okay, well, either but way, th- those those two have captured the public imagination, right? And why? Yeah. Why is it those two shows have managed to to garner so much uh, um, attention from everybody? And mm-hmm. look at it is that the ethics of right and wrong don't necessarily play out in these two societies. There is no, uh, you know, like if you're King Joffrey. You get to do whatever the fuck you want because you're the king. You know, if you're uh, uh, Lord Aaron of the Vale, you get because you're a lord or, or you know, hell, even if you're a cutthroat, you get to get away with things because there is no there's no CSI. Because you're, you're also above the law at that point. Yeah, you're, you're mm-hmm. above everyone else. And, and it's the same thing with uh, uh, Walking Dead. There, there is no society. There is anymore. no society anymore. So the only thing that you have to live with is yourself. And if mm-hmm. you've already made peace with, you know, what's another show that was really popular? Sons of Anarchy. Why is a show about biker gangs who are trading in meth? And because it was Hamlet, 
and Shakespeare's awesome. <laughs> right, but like you, you, you start to think about what are these things that capture the imagination? And it's, it's this, this act of being able to act and behave without ethical consequence from society. You know, what video games are popular today? What are they? You know, Grand Theft Auto. You have your uh, 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 Deus Ex Machina. You have these first-person shooters where you're running around indiscriminately mm-hmm. murdering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Purge. Why was that series of movies so popular? Because oh, God, was, was one it? Night, yeah, oh, yeah. Ugh. Extremely popular. But because there's this one night where you get to act without consequence. Oh, Morty. Morty. It's a purge it's planet. A, it's a purge planet, Morty. I don't know. I'm kind of purged out. It's just gratuitous <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. Good points. What was your question? I don't know if there necessarily was a question there. It's just ah, an observation. Just an observation. Interesting. Now, um, you got one more scenario? I got, I got a hard stop. You got a hard stop? I got a hard stop in about 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Um, well, you know what? I, I thought that we were going to talk about the, the other stuff with the, the companies. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think we might want to make this like a two-parter. And yeah, we can definitely come back to it. I'd like to do some more research on the corporate stuff anyway, um, just because there's terminology I haven't looked at for a while. So I'd like to brush up on that. I think that would be a better one. So you brought up. I'll just throw this one, last one out then. Okay, good. You, you brought up, you know, uh, uh, God, Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. It ends. G-O-T. It, it ends in the way it ends, and it's immediately out of my brain. That's amazing. I, I will strangle you with this cord. I know. If you ruin it for me. That's why I'm... I'm halfway playing. through season four, damn it. The dragons were all CGI <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> you mean they're not real? Sorry, man. And when Santa shows up? No. Um, Wait, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What what house are you? Like, um, where, where, where where do you Gr- live? Uh, Gryffindor. No, wait. No, um, uh, wrong, wrong, no, wrong um, uh Lannister. You're a Lannister? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I, I took that. Oh, you took that test. I took that test. No, but which one do you identify most with? Lannisters. Really? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a coincidence. I didn't, I didn't think I would get a Tywin, but that's who I most like. La- that's no, who I no, most. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not so much. Yeah, it's this, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's got to be this way. Yeah, yeah. It's when I start to drift down here. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. Um, yeah, no. Tywin Lannister was the my my spirit animal when I took that that uh, test. So, yeah, no. That's that's where I go, and I go I go fairly coldly logical mm-hmm. with these kind of things. Um, you know, I, I also pepper it in with everyone dies. So any of this uh, this morality stuff it's kind of consequence free for me anyway so i just try to hang on to my own morals at that point which is do as little harm as possible okay i i think um i'm from dorn okay if i have to be from westeros but if i (laughs) i i i I like the dornish but uh um i'm bent i'm bound i'm broken but if i have to pick uh somewhere from essos i'd Dothraki, obviously. Okay. You took a personality test for that? or No, I did take that personality test. What did it say? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, so it wasn't one of those. <laughs> no, it was a Dothraki. But anyway, <laughs> back to your example on morals. Yeah, so anyway, my example was you brought up Game of Thrones. How do you equate that to uh, current administration? Uh 
Wait, Peter Griffin? <laughs> if I, uh, what house is Trump from? Obviously. No, not even what house. Just do you see it that same way? You know, at this point, is he, is he um, the king's name you just brought up? Joffrey, at this point. I think everybody would like him to be, and that would make everything simple. Yeah. But he's not, is he? No, he's not. Mm. I, 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 I mean, look, I'm not defending him. I think he's a no. blundering idiot. Yeah. Um, and I've said before, the thing that really scares me about Trump isn't so much <clears throat> that he's an idiot or mm-hmm. whatever, because you've had other stupid presidents in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, oh man, I'm taking a very Tywin Lannister approach to this, aren't I? Um, I'll stop you when you go too far. Uh, I won't. I think what makes me weary of Donald Trump is he's not a detail person. I've said that in the past. He's yeah. not detail-oriented. Right. And this is a job that very much is dependent on details. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. So, I was I was going to make a Game of Thrones joke right then. Oh. I caught myself before you had to strangle me in that court, so... <laughs> Oh, was it going to ruin the show? Oh, it was going to totally ruin it, and it would have been great, but I won't do it. Okay. Please don't, because I like you. And yeah. <laughs> my moral compass. Yeah, yeah. The, plus, it, it's bad audio. <laughs> just just a wobbly mic. <laughs> just, and just you screaming in the background, go to sleep. <laughs> just go to sleep. I would whisper that in your ear gently <laughs> as I strangle you. <laughs> not unlike, no, I'm kidding. That's not. <sighs> Ethics, morals, yeah. So do, uh, do but do we? Do, so one thing that we can both agree on: there mm. is a, there is a clear delineation between the two. There's something that separates ethics and morals. I, uh, or is it just yes, yes? Textbook definitions. I think those textbook definitions don't capture it correctly, um, and definitely societally, I think there are a couple of circumstances where we interchange them, where maybe one shouldn't belong, but it makes more sense. But also, it's probably twisted a little bit when it's presented by politicians when they start talking about the the moral or or the ethical, you know, this or the moral that, and it's really the other masquerading as the one. But I I think it's interesting. I do want to keep talking about it, um, especially when it comes to more of the the ethics of different things in society, like finance and and. politics and things like that but it's good this was a good first part baseline type thing no no it's excellent. so we'll meet um, up next week and we'll do we'll do part two yeah why not? and that gives us a week to study okay um and we'll bring the heat do you <clears throat> do you have like a, a personal code of ethics or a personal code of a moral code that yeah you absolutely i i said it do as little harm as possible Oh, so you're Google. Do no evil. No, no. Do, <laughs> do as little harm as possible. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. What's yours? Oh. You still, Wrap yeah. it up in one sentence? Like you did? Yeah. You've, you've had like, what? What are you, 45 now? You've had... <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Ah. <laughs> you still haven't recovered. It was just 
I'm older than you, dude. I'm older than you. I know okay. how old you are. All right. So. I was going to say you had a few years to figure it out, but I thought that would have been funnier. Uh, be cool. No. 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 no not, that's too cheap. No. You can't take a Travolta movie <laughs> and turn it into a philosophy. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just totally rejected your core beliefs, but. <laughs> okay, that's your homework. Yeah, I'll come up with a moral code. Come up with your moral <laughs> <laughs> You've got a week. You can do it. <laughs> I, I have a code, I guess. Um, it's more fluid than most in certain situations, I guess. Can, can a fluid code be called a code? No, I d- no, I I definitely have things that I believe are wrong and right. Right. Um, I right. Just don't but know what, if I can sum that up in one sentence. No, no, no. I mean, you know, I the way I get to mine was literally just, you know, you're never going to be 100 percent right. No one should be, and you're going to either make mistakes or have to make tough choices in life, and it's messy. And so what you, if you go into having to face those things with the central thought that you do as little harm as possible, and that should be your kind of guide through that maneuvering whatever the situation is, you're going to do whatever you can, you know? And, you know, if you walk into a situation where it's, you know what, kill them all, you know, just kill them all, then it's probably wrong. If you walk into a situation like how many people can we save and you don't save everybody, you you did it to the best of your ability. That's it. And you summed it up in one sentence that is do as little harm as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've been working on that for like 20 years. <laughs> 21. I'm old enough to drink. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh... <laughs> Let us know. What are your? Uh, what do you agree with us? Do you think there is a difference between morals and ethics? Mm-hmm. Is there is there a clear difference between the two, or is it something that is more fluid? Uh, do you have a moral code? Do you have an ethical code? Mm-hmm. Do you think that people like what would you do in the scenarios that we threw out? Do you uh, do you let the five people get run over? Do you not push <laughs> the button? Do you let your loved one die of cancer? Good lord, you You're making me sound like a bad person. Uh, yeah, this is a heavy one. Yeah, it is. And uh, throw out a scenario if anybody sees one online that we didn't touch on you wants to do rapid fire. Maybe we'll wrap up the show with it. Okay. Give you a shout. All right, folks. Later. Thank you for listening to the Garbled Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.